Honey Hush is a podcast by a Southern businesswoman who knows a thing or two about using honey to attract the bees. Every week, Elizabeth will discuss up-and-coming and established leaders alike how to win influence with one simple strategy, kindness. Whether you're a successful entrepreneur or still in the dream phase, Honey Hush will teach you that the sweeter the honey, the more bees you'll attract. Community is always more fun than competition. This podcast and the social media associated with it share a lot of content that points to the idea of authentic community. I'll be charged with oversharing way before I'm accused of holding my cards close. If I'm reading a book that speaks to my soul, I want it to speak to yours too. If I find a healthy living hack, I want you to reap the benefits too. And if I stumble upon a thought-provoking podcast, that episode is not my competition. I share that content with you because when the tide rises, All the boats go up. My guest today on Honey Hush is the epitome of this concept, in my opinion. Recently, she was in a pageant. Actually, it was just last night as we're recording this. And her name was not called in the top five. However, two of her best friends were called and one was actually crowned the winner. A lot can be said about a person by how they conduct themselves when they lose. And in this situation, it was all caught on camera by my sister-in-law. I've watched this particular person win before on different stages at cheer competitions, and I have seen her lose before when the scoring was inaccurate or out of her control. This is not a matter of her having fire in her veins, because oh my goodness, the competitiveness that courses through is palatable. However, in situations where it involves people that she loves and does life with, she's able to put their welfare on the same line as her own. There's no one else on earth that I would rather have this conversation today with than my own daughter, Blake Cassano. Hey guys. So Blake, do you consider yourself to be a competitive person in general? Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) So be honest. Where do you feel yourself being competitive in a way that kind of just like overtakes you? Cheer. What kind of cheer? Competitive cheer. Competitive cheer. So you're talking about all-star cheer. Yeah. So not so much school cheer, but... Definitely competitive cheer. Okay, so... I mean, it has competitive in its name. <laughs> okay, but that's where you kind of like, you feel it... Yes. Like coming up in your chest and... Yes. Okay, so you have a lot of friends that do a lot of the same things as you, whether it's softball, grades, school cheer, competitive cheer, last night was the pageant, I mean, and you guys, a lot of the same time, it's like you want the same goals. And I've seen you literally teach somebody the rules to the game. And an instance that I kind of think about that comes to my mind was last season's cheer tryout. You sent technique videos to a friend that wanted to try out for the school team. And so you would send her a video saying, hey, friend, work on this. And then she would send you back a video of her working on it. And you would critique it. And for months, I mean, this wasn't just like a one or two thing. It was like months. You were getting her ready for tryouts. You would help her craft that skill. What I found so interesting in that is like the way you were helping her, that girl could have very well been the very one that knocked you off the squad. Why did you help her? Why would you send her the rules to the game? Crickets. You're trying to think? Like, did you even think about the fact that she could potentially? No. (laughs) You just knew that? I just knew that she wanted to do it. So I was like, okay, I'll help you because I know that she... Worked really hard last year to get in it, but she didn't. So I wanted to help her get in it this year. So why, when it comes to your friends, are you able to make that switch in your head and, like, the competitiveness doesn't 
matter as much? Uh, I'm not really sure. I just get really competitive if, like, I mess up. I don't, I support my friends if they mess up, but if I mess up, then it's just, like, really hard. So your competitiveness really is with yourself. It's not with another person. Yeah. So you don't mind if your friend is awesome. Right. You just want to be more awesome. Yeah. (laughs) And that's fine. All right. So, but now when it comes to competitive cheer or what we call all-star cheer, that's not a singular person win or lose. That is a team unit living or dying together. And one of the things that I think about is when you were nine years old and we were at cheer, we were like, I think it was a cheer sport event in Atlanta. You somehow on your own, I never pointed out, but you identified who you thought was going to be your team's greatest challenge. Purple Rain. (laughs) You remember that? Yes. I had no idea how you were able to figure all that out. But all I know is that we're sitting there and you were sitting to my left. And I look over at you and I saw a part of you that I did not even know existed. It was literally like watching a hungry lion in the wild about to pounce on its prey. The trance that you had in your eyes as you watched those glittery purple rain outfits flip across the stage was frightening. And I wish I could find the picture. And maybe I'm going to try to find it. But at that moment... Something clicked in your brain with all that. And I remember just thinking everything changed. A switch flipped in your brain. And I knew as your mama, I had a responsibility to harness that passion. How do you remember that moment? Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm, Not really. It's kind of long ago. (laughs) I felt that feeling a lot. So, like, I don't know which feeling. Or which one it was. Yeah. But is that a good description? Like like a lion about to. Yeah. Because that's what it looks like in your face. And I don't see that. Because yeah. you're a very sweet child. That's what's so funny. It's like you're a very kind, sweet. It's just like if we fall or if I fall, I knew we could do better because I've seen us do better, but we just had to fall right then and there. And then that other team wins and they hit zero. I'm just like, we have better potential. And we just put that all to waste. Right. And I like how you say we, because like I said, in competitive cheer, it's a we. It's not an I. Because stunt group for instance I mean you might be at the top as the flyer but that's just the tip of an iceberg you've got a, con- a complete built team below you it's called a pyramid for a reason because it goes from the top person and then everybody below you supporting you so if one person moves out of the stunt everything comes down so I also think in competitive cheer I think about how some of your other some really besties that you have um you all fight for that flyer position. I mean, there's only so many flyer positions available, and that fight is against people that you adore. How do you separate, or maybe the better word is, how do you balance your personal goals with genuinely encouraging your friends, knowing there's not a spot for everybody? Um, so usually I put my friends, like, I usually surround myself with friends that are kind of like me, so they would get it, and so, like, we tell each other, we're like, okay, we each might not get a spot, but we just have to really, really, really try hard, get classes, do all that stuff, but, like, we never really think about, we might think about only one person getting into that stunt to ourselves, but we never really, like, talk about it. But you talk about the encouragement, and you talk yeah. about, like, the obvious, like, you, you obviously... I've seen y'all kind of have the conversation in our car before where you're like, we all agree that there's five of us and only three spots. And you talk with each other, and it's not like you're secretly burning on the inside. Well, also, 
a coach also helps with that. Like, she tries to give you a spot in there because I really wanted a base this year. And my coach said, okay, Blake, you can fly in the elite because I really like you flying. But you can also base for the pyramid. You can base Adeline, which gives um, somebody else uh, an opportunity an opportunity to fly in the pyramid. Which is cool because that let another person that wouldn't have got to. They got to because you were willing to do something else, try something different, and you actually enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So let's skip to yesterday, okay? Your junior high school pageant with you and several of your closest friends all competing for the same title and the crown. And there was obviously some expected little chitter-chatter, you know, the days leading up to it. And you just chose not to participate in that mess. And I'm so proud of you. How does it make you feel when situations like this cause your friend group to sort of get divided or possessive or territorial? If they start to, like, talk about that stuff, then I get with a friend that is wouldn't get into that stuff like another positive friend yeah there's usually i just like leave it because i don't want to be associated yeah because if someone comes over there and they find out that we're talking about somebody else or something i don't want to be a part of it right because you love them regardless and you don't want one situation to ruin ruin everything Mm -hmm. yeah and adults are no different, Blake, okay? I mean, especially Southern women. We've talked about it before, you know, that somewhere in our rearing, you know, we pick up this whole bless your heart mentality to keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer. And I just don't ever want you to get jaded like that. I love that you give your personal best, but that you don't just see everyone as your enemy or your competition. And and you're able to kind of I don't know. I, I've seen you celebrate other people that you know are better than you and and not be scared of it. So you were one of the top beauties. And oh, yeah. Well, one of the things is like if I see somebody being better at like me at doing something, then they might I might be better than them in doing something. So like this gives them a chance to like have a win without me having to lose yeah right basically like that so you learn from them they learn from you yeah whenever i see somebody like winning i'm like good job because this is something that i know that they'll like they're good at it Mm -hmm. so i'm not going to steal their spotlight oh exactly so you were one of the top beauties yesterday but you were not one of the top five yeah when they got to announcing the winner of course you know so they call out the you know the four alternates and there you still are with the the top 10 runner-ups, whatever it is called. And I'm looking at you. My eyes are on you because I know either they're going to call your name and you're the winner or they're not going to call your name and you're going to be left on stage. Either way, I needed my heart to feel with you. And your response when they called out Mary Margaret's name could not have made me more proud than if you would have actually gotten the crown on your head. You were so genuinely elated, and I see your mouth moving, and you go, let's go, Mary Margaret. Is that what you said? That's what it looked like. like yeah, what... I did. <laughs> everybody went wild. Like, we all knew, like, everybody knew at that pageant that Mary Margaret was going to win. A hundred percent. And when they put that crown on her head, I even have this one picture. I, I catch a picture of you going, wow. I mean, like, it just looks so pure. And even Aunt T, she caught this moment when all five were awarded their flowers and your best friend, who happened to be the first alternate, she looks back over just to check on you because she's like, oh, Blake wasn't called. You know, she checks on you and you are already squealing with excitement for her. So sweet. 
And I know you wanted to win. I mean, nobody enters something like that to hope that their name is not called. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least I got top 12. I mean, it's my first year, so. All right. I know. Yeah. But when when was your attitude made up, though? Like, when did you make your your mind up that your attitude was going to be positive regardless of how the results turned out? Um, because they're, like, my best friends, so I'm obviously going to support them like they support me, and We so, realize that's not always, that's not, I don't want to say it's not normal, but that's not the expected, everybody didn't act like that. I don't know, I just do. But when did you make up your mind as far as, like, with the pageant, I mean, because you looked amazing, and you were there to win, and you didn't do anything that that made you lose. I mean, you well, did also, your best. I don't want to be the person that's like, oh my gosh, I'm so mad that she won and I didn't. Like, that's just mean. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. But did you make up your mind before the pageant ever started? Did you no, make up your mind? I just made it whenever I got top 12. I, I knew I was going to support them, but then once, like, they called the winner, I was like, okay, yeah, I got to be supportive. And... Mm-hmm. So, Mary Margaret winning yesterday does not mean that you or anybody else in that contest were not also worthy of that crown. Yeah, it just, that's also one of the things. Um, a lot of my friends were like, even if you didn't place or even if you didn't get the crown, you're still beautiful in God's eyes. And I was like, yes, definitely. Yeah, it just means that she was what those judges were looking for that day. That's all that means. And I'm your mama, and I think you are the most beautiful creation that the Lord has ever designed, but... Girlfriend, I'm here to tell you that that crown, that was Mary Margaret's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was the right pick yesterday for that particular event. She also looked um, like one of the uh, helpers was like, they're definitely looking for like diversity. So like mm-hmm. they're looking for redheads. They're looking for Asians or they're looking for anybody, basically. Like Yeah. And something there's always something for everyone. And yesterday was her day, mm-hmm. you know. So, how do you personally feel about the idea of community over competition? How do you feel about the idea of choosing relationships with people over winning all the time? Um, Because I know if I don't, like, support that one friend, they're going to think, are they even my friend? Like, and at least I would feel like that. Like, if one of my friends didn't support me, then... I would be like, are they really even my friend if they don't support me? Yeah, because there's something to be said when there's people around you only when you win, but then who's around you when you're losing? Exactly. There's something to be said about that. And so you want to be the person that's there when you win? And lose. And lose. That's okay. I hadn't thought about that. So what is life without genuine friendships with people that love you? This podcast was created for women out there doing a lot of winning because there's a lot of folks that do a lot of things to prepare to win, and but they look around and they don't have a lot of people to share those victories with. Sometimes it's easy to get selfish and to just concentrate on the end goal of the prize, when in reality, we need friends around us during the process. Kids, teenagers, and adult grown women, we all need people that are different than us and even better than us to keep us both humble and sane. Being at the top of the mountain alone is no different than trying to survive on a deserted island. It gets really lonely really quick. And I would love to take credit for your heart, Blake. (laughs) I really would. But then, you know, we have this brother, right, that reminds me that I tried the same methods with him. And the results aren't quite the same, are they? Mm 
<laughs> but then I guess. But some days it is. <laughs> some day, right? But you know, God created him to be an army soldier. Yeah. And it takes something a little different, right? Yeah. So bottom line, this is you, and I have nothing to do with it at this point. I do not go to school with you every single day. I'm not with you on the softball field. I'm not with you at cheer tryouts. And I was not with you on that stage yesterday. I'm at a point in my parenting where I'm in the audience just like everybody else. When people take time out to message me about your character or when Aunt T is bawling afterwards because your genuine joy for your for your friends stole our hearts. That's the stuff that makes me so proud to be your mama. I'm competitive too, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you get yes. it on us. <laughs> I mean, we come That's to win. That's where I got it from. I mean, we go to win, right? Yeah. Yeah. But if an eighth grade little girl can teach and lead with humility, why is it so hard for grown women to do it? Somewhere along the way, we're either taught to eat or be eaten. Y'all, what a lonely way to live. Let's just do the math here. In most cases, there's just one person getting the promotion or one person earning the trip, one person getting the crown, one person getting whatever that ultimate prize is. So stay with me here. You've heard me say it before that it's not the destination that's the prize. It's the journey along the way. It's the who are you becoming while you're working towards that goal. Who you are when you come up short speaks louder than when you're the one who succeeded. Success has an expected bag of responses. Second place doesn't really. True character is developed in the trenches. And I tell my kids and I'll tell you, there is plenty of real estate for everyone Find your thing. Find what makes you proud during the process that's not tied to the winning or beating everybody else. Because the reality in the math is that the dice are not always going to roll on double sixes for you every single time for everything that you pursue. And what is true every single role is that you take the pressure and the focus off of yourself. And when you place it on the community that you're building, you'll look up from the grind and you'll find that your island is no longer deserted and you're not alone on the top of that mountain. And this is what I mean when I say community over competition. I don't mean to just share all your business secrets and tricks or give away all your hard work. I just mean that you can be in the same arena with her, whoever her is. She can be amazing and win while you are amazing and waiting your turn to win. There's room at the top for everyone. Enjoy the community of like-minded people. And just maybe there's something that they're going to teach you along the way too. So Blake, is there anything else that you'd like to say? share about the idea of being competitive yet loving at the same time support your friends <laughs> right <laughs> yeah and that's going to look different it's not always going to look the same and it might be hard but just right it comes good at the end right because i talk a lot about in my enneagram coaching i talk about the idea of peace and if it costs you your peace it costs too much and so at the end of the day i feel like by supporting your friends, you retain your peace. You feel the same way? Yeah. Right. So, I love you, sis. I love you too, <laughs> But what I love even more is who you are and who you're becoming. You make me so proud. 